Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand with Modern Cowboy, and we are actually at episode 10. Um, Pretty exciting. Uh, Trying to get this podcasting thing figured out, and and it's uh, going pretty well. Today, I've got... uh, Brian and Melanie Martineau on the show, uh, and they're going to tell us about their company and, and what they do. Uh, got to mention that uh, today's show is being brought to you by FSR Cattle Company. FSR Cattle Company is a premier producer of team roping, steer wrestling, and rodeo performance cattle. Uh, they're out of Weatherford, Texas. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook or their website at fsrcattlecompany.com. So I've I've never met uh, Brian or Melanie personally, but I've I've come across their their products and what they do on uh, social media, and it's just I can't even begin to describe it. You know, you'll have to see it, but it's just beautiful, beautiful products that uh, they make from uh, uh, horse uh, shoeing rasps as one of the things they use, or a lot of what they do, um, and then they also do uh, jewelry with some turquoise and stones and stuff too but i'm going to let them tell you about that because they are the experts in it so uh without further ado um i'd just like to welcome brian and melanie to the show welcome to modern cowboy thank, thank you, you for having Excited. us go, go ahead we're glad to be we're glad to be on um when my wife told me that we got a inquiry to come on the podcast i was super pumped because over about the last four years, I've turned into a podcast junkie. So I hurried up and subscribed to Modern Cowboy and binge listened to all the episodes. <laughs> and and they're pretty exciting, pretty enjoyable. Had some characters on there. So, yeah, looking forward to it. So thank you for having us on. Yeah, you bet. It's funny because I, I only discovered, you know, really podcasting. It, it's a year ago this month it, that I actually had the idea to, to do this. Um, and uh, once I once I discovered podcasting, I was just I was like like you're saying, I started binge uh, listening to all of it, and uh, it's just it's just such an exciting and great way to to you know consume content and information, and you can do it at will, and you can do it when you're you know you're doing a lot of other things. Uh, it's not like you have to watch right. it; you can just listen to it. So that's very cool. Um, so you, again, now I'm, I'll let you guys explain it, but, uh, you know, and you can take turns back and forth, however you want to do it, but just, um, tell us how, you know, how you guys got started, how you got started with, you know, uh, making the things you make and, and talk about all the things you make. Um, either yeah, way. Let's, okay. let's go ahead. Melanie. You want me to start Brian? Okay. Um, so Brian made the first piece, um, in our garage. Oh gosh, about 2000. 11 um i was we were expecting our our first child she's now five um but he was just in the garage i don't know what he i don't even remember what he was working on and i had come out to give him some water and and some snacks and i had looked down and uh saw a rasp a horseshoeing file on the floor and just noticed the the geometrical patterns of the of the blade 
and just just kind of looked at it and and took it in, took the pattern in, and then when I stood back up, um, I noticed I had one of my grandpa's cuff bracelets on, and I I got the idea, oh, the the RAS pattern would make a really cool, uh, neat and different looking cuff bracelet. Um, so from that, from seeing my grandpa's cuffs that he made out of um, some scrap metal from uh, the warships at Pearl Harbor where he was uh, stationed at, um, I asked Brian if he could make a, a cuff bracelet out of a raft, and he kind of gave me a <laughs> really funny look. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, if you want to explain kind of working on that well, first the, piece. Yeah, the reason I gave her the funny look is because if you know anything about a horseshoeing rasp it's made out of it's like high carbon file steel and it's really pain in the butt to work with to do anything with other than <laughs> to shoe a horse so i was thinking oh man she really wants me to do this it's going to be a pain in the butt but trial and error made the first one and and it turned out pretty cool and and then just little by little next thing you know her friend wants one and then the mother-in-law wants one and then a horseshoeing client wants one and it just kind of get got to a point organically that we thought shoot we might be able to to turn our little hobby passion into a business so that's kind of how we got going and it was just all by by chance and and uh just kind of organically grew and it's it's kept perpetually slow growing since day one. And uh, thanks to Melanie, she's like the machine when it comes to the marketing and the social media. And I get the easy part of just getting to hang out in the shop with my earbuds in, listening to podcasts, and <laughs> doing all the all the, <clears throat> the work in the forge and the grinding. And, and she's really running the business. But it's there's no way I could do it without her. And it, it's just a cool team. It's been fun to be able to, to, uh, you know, have more time at home since we have three little girls and it, it's just been a fun little journey so far. Yeah. So the, now, so the first thing you made was a, was a cuff bracelet. And I, I know you make spurs, you guys make all kinds of different things and you guys can tell us more about that. But uh, just thinking about that, when I think of a, a rasp, I mean, how do you even, uh, you know, begin to, you know, like bend it or change the shape. Cause I mean, like you said, that's a, it's a, that steel's like, you know, hard steel, isn't it? And and it just seems like it would right. break, you know, I, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Cause it's, it's really high tempered. So, I mean, you've probably seen a couple of old school horsers that used to maybe spank a horse in the belly or on the butt with one and they'll just snap in half. So you gotta, you gotta take the temper out of them. But yeah, any bending or shaping or anything with them has got to be done when they're red hot. And, uh, it's not like a, a cold horseshoe that you can bend and kind of stretch and move cold. As soon as the heat comes out of it, you got to back in the forge and then back out. Otherwise you'll just be snapping them and breaking them all day long. But yeah, it's, it's not the most fun material to work with, but the, the end result is it kind of makes it, all worth it because it turns out with a really neat finish and it's you know gonna last forever yeah that's just it's looks so unique you know and and just the fact that it's being made from a horseshoe 
a, a horseshoe file is is just you know so cool. Um, so you guys started out with the one uh, you know cuff bracelet. Um, when when did you make the first set of spurs or uh, you know when, when uh, we so the first three years we just like Brian said we made whatever pieces for our family and and horseshoeing clients as thank you gifts whether it was a pair of spurs or a bracelet or a necklace um, or earrings we did that for the first three years and then it got to the point where we were getting so many requests that they were turning into orders. And at that point, um, it was February of 2015. Um, we thought, okay, this is our, we're at the tipping point. Let's, let's try to do something with this. And so we thought where would be the best place to go, um, to try to get, get our name out more and, and, and have more opportunity to grow. And so we both, thought of, well, what other place than, you know, the National Finals Rodeo, the NFR in Las Vegas. So we thought of all the, the venue options out there, you know, the Las Vegas Convention Center and, and the Sands and, and Mandalay. And then we got to thinking, well, hey, the, you know, the World Series team opens going on out there too. What about South Point? And we, Brian has a bunch of um, friends and, and people that he's known for years and years that have had booths at South Point and we talked to them and they said, if you want to do set up as a vendor anywhere, South Point is probably your best bet um, for you guys, for what you're doing. So I, I spent, oh gosh, I spent a good two months trying to get a hold of, of anyone at South Point, whether it was phone call, email, um, let, leaving voice messages, just trying over and over to get through to them, could not get through. and talked to Brian over and over like what do we do how do we get through how do we get in and finally it just it just came over me and I, I told Brian one day I said I got to get in the car and drive over there <laughs> and he kind of he kind of looked at me like what do you mean you got got to get in the car and drive over there first off you're you're pregnant we I was expecting the our third little girl and our other two girls were how old were they Brian dude I'm I'm bad with with dates and times <laughs> they're, they're a little 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 littler than they were now <laughs> yeah. i think they were three and almost two so he needed the vehicle with all the, the car seats in it so i ended up renting a little you know a little twenty dollar a day small teeny tiny rental car and drove up there and walked into south point i had no idea what I would say or who I was supposed to meet with or where I would find them and, and no no agenda except to go over there and get signed up as a vendor for for NFR in the World Series that year so walked in found the office no one was there uh, well I thought oh shoot what am I going to do now and then I thought I thought okay well the arena's down here I'll go see if there's any event going on in the arena sure enough there was a uh, a cutting uh, going on in the arena so I sat down there and Enjoyed the cutting for about 30 minutes and then thought, okay, I'll go try back again. Walked back to the office for the second time, no one there. And then I thought, okay, I'll go back to the cutting, go watch that, chill out for a little bit. So sat there again for another 30 minutes, watched the cutting, and then walked back to the arena office for the third time, and no one was there. So by that point, I was uh, 
pretty darn frustrated because I had just gotten out of a car for over four hours. <laughs> um, so I went back to the car. I was kind of letting the frustration get over me and uh, went back to the car, started driving out of South Point and called Brian and told him, no one's there. I can't find anyone. I walked around. I went back and forth to the office, you know, three times. No one's there. And he's like, where are you at now? And I was like, well, I'm driving home. And he's like, and is, oh, no, you're not. You, this, is, <laughs> this is after months months of trying to get a hold of them. So anyway, go ahead, Ben. <laughs> oh, and I had taken a wrong turn on the drive. And that, I think, had delayed me an hour, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was it, it was quite the trip. So then Brian talked some good sense into me, and I turned the car back around, drove back to South Point, got out of the car, and walked back into the office. And again, for the fourth time, no one was in there. And I thought, hmm, well, is there more offices back here? I, so I kind of started to walk back and wander through the area where I probably <laughs> – shouldn't have been <laughs> just kind of peeked my head through the offices and finally I said is anyone here is, can anyone hear me at all and one of the gals was way back in one of the offices tucked way back and she came out and you know was kind of surprised to see me because she wasn't expecting anyone so long story short I gave her a, a five minute rundown of who we are and what we're what we're producing and what we're making and just said if there's Anyway, all could we please be a vendor um, for that year? And that was 2015. And she had a, a huge stack of applications, probably a foot high on her desk, and said, I've got all these other applicants, but I've never seen a product like your guys's. And it, it's the perfect fit for our show. And if you're only needing a 10 by 10, I will get you guys in if you can fill out the application now and pay now in full. So. That's uh, that's how we got our foot in the door <laughs> with yeah. with, NF, with NFR with our first show there. So that's crazy. I know that but, was a mouthful. <laughs> no, no, that, that that's great though because you know a lot of times people will look and they'll see, oh, somebody's got this company going and they're making these products or whatever, and you get the idea that you know, well, they just started it and it was easy and and just like you know, you guys started in 2011. It wasn't until 2015. And then you go through that whole process just to try to, uh, you know, get into a venue over there. Um, and, and the fun just never ends, <laughs> you know. Exactly. But, exactly. Yeah, and sure. it's, but it's so worth it, you know. I mean, it, it just look what you guys have built and where it's at today. It's just uh, amazing. So how, how did you do on that first, that first NFR event? Well, we didn't have anything to compare to. So – we didn't really set a goal or even have an idea. We're just, we were just going to let's go stick, stick both feet in and see how we turn up. And, and it went great according to, you know, what we were hoping. And uh, so we went ahead at the end of the show and just paid for our spot for the next year. Cause it's, it's particularly the South point expo, it's a hard to get into because it's landlocked. They can't build any more on the, the property they're on. So <clears throat> that and being that they have this huge waiting list, once you get in, if, if you if you stay in, you're kind of in. So we paid for the next year and the 
the following year we doubled from our first year and then last year was our third year in and, and we were up probably, i don't know probably a third from from that so we just it just keeps keeps going but now we're to a spot where to to grow much more now i'm gonna probably have to start hiring some help in the shop because i can only do so much right. so it's there's peaks and valleys you know you, you think you learn a, a you know a certain deal about the business and you're like all right we got this down boom and then you hit another little bump and you're like all right we got to figure this one out and it's that's just constant but i guess that's life in general but but it's uh it's it's been rewarding and challenging absolutely now are you guys um how far out are you on uh you know on on orders and stuff what do you you know if someone orders something from you how long does it take to get something now or does it depend on what it is i'm uh, sure yeah current current orders for any of the jewelry which is uh earrings um bracelets necklaces even keychains uh money clips and then we also have branched out into the golf world we do golf tools like divot tools and ball markers um those orders take us about four weeks and then spurs um and back cinch buckles for saddles take us about six to eight weeks closer to the eight week side now because we keep thinking we're we'll catch a little break to catch some air and thankfully luckily um the orders keep coming in and and they're you know, it's, we're, we're building up on the order list. And, and last year we started taking Christmas orders in August and I've already got a list of Christmas orders going as of the end of May. So. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Now who, who does most of your designing? Uh, you know, do you, how do you come up with your ideas or, you know, how, how, how does that work for you? That, um, that'd be all, all my wife. <laughs> No, <laughs> I well, I'd say I do majority of it, but Brian, he'll he'll weigh in on a lot of it because I have to run the designs by him to see if 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 he thinks they're doable. If there's a lot of detail on a certain design, whether it's a cuff bracelet or even the spurs with with having people's brands on them, I have to run everything by him. And then sometimes when I run ideas and and designs and creativity by him, it gets his creative juices flowing and he'll get a bunch of really cool ideas going. And then we have to spend some time, you know, after the kids go to bed and, and jot stuff down and sketch stuff out and, and start with the design process that way. So I'd say I, I start with a lot of the designs, but he also helps me finalize them and gives a lot of input on them. Yeah. And you know, that, and I know that, you know, that you're working on something for me um, or we're working on it. Uh, and when I, the, when I, you know, went and I looked at it, we talked about, you know, doing the brass and um, you know, for my logo or doing the silver or whatever. And then I, I don't know if I was, if I was really clear on, on what the, um, it's kind of like blacked out when you do the, the, the blacked out. I don't know if it's, if it's laser cut all the way through or um, how are those designs done? Um, Brian, are those? Yes, sir. Or go ahead, Bray. Yeah, those those are yeah, those ones that look like they're blacked out, that they're actually cut all the way through. They are okay. So it's so you can you can see plumb through them. And it's we do that's a lot of what we do. 
And then I've just started in the last couple of years, like doing the silver and copper and the brass work like that. But yeah, um, that, that process, you can't use a laser. Won't do that on this kind of steel. Cause the, there's too much heat transfer. Okay. So, so you have to use that. Well, there's a few different machines you can use, but the, the best thing for, for this kind of material is water jet machine because there's no, there's no heat displacement. Gotcha. So it doesn't warp, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's three or four different processes before I can get to the finished product, but it's, it's, uh, those particular ones you're talking about where you saw the photos of the, the black background that was just taken on like a black felt where it looked black, but it was actually hollowed, hollowed out. Yeah. Yeah. And then on some of my, I could tell that, you know, that it was laser cut all the way through, which is cool. I mean, I, I really like it. That's kind of what, what I want to do with mine. If, if you guys were able to do that with, with uh, my logo, at least on that, on that one piece anyway. Um, now do you, do you, uh, I don't know if, if do you make, do you make spurs at all or are the files big enough to, I'm not spurs. I mean, um, stirrups. Do you make stirrups at all, or are they big enough uh, to make stirrups? Um, yeah, well, yeah, you just you have to just weld a couple of them together to have enough length to make a stirrup. Yeah, I've made a, a few sets of stirrups, but um, I don't have any particular design. I've just made a couple of custom, custom gotcha. pairs. But yes, I do pretty much anything you can draw up or think up, almost anything. I can figure out how to make. Yeah. So that's the fun part of it. And the design, you just, if you want something that nobody else has, you can, you can think it up and draw it up and, and make it. That's great. So that's really fun part of it. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's the rewarding part. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, what's cool too, is that, you know, that you've, you know, branched it out into like the, uh, um, things for the, for golf, you know, there's just a lot of different applications and you can just, you know, hit, hit an even broader market. I mean, I know a lot of Cowboys golf too, because they love frustrating things. That's why we team up. But uh, <laughs> I know and we've made a, we've made a, a lot of team ropers and rodeo guys, you know, ball mark repair tools. And then a few months ago, or maybe it was more than a few months ago, we actually got to make a, a set of four for George Strait that he ordered to have, to give to his to him one for him and the other three guys in his foursome at his golf tournament at uh, some course he owns in san antonio so that was cool just because like one of your childhood heroes and then you you get to make something for design something and make something for him how that cool fun. is that yeah that's that is very cool very cool yeah so obviously uh you know it's impressing somebody if george Strait uh wants to get some of your stuff you know king of the cowboys right yeah there. yeah it, <laughs> yes, sir. it was pretty it was it was flattering yeah very cool very cool so um you say that really to to grow much more the you're gonna have to possibly hire somebody uh to just help in production i mean because it's it's yeah it's, it, it'd just be on on some uh beginning end stuff because I got to do, there's a lot of grinding that goes into it before you can even start making something out of it. Cause 
you got to thin it down, you know, cut it down. There's, there's a lot of stuff that I could get some kind of uh, mentor, somebody bring them up to stuff. There's stuff that you can do on the front end that wouldn't take a whole lot of training, but as far as like the stuff I do, I mean, I don't know how I would even start to, I'd have to have somebody for, for years and years to teach them what I've learned through trial and error and dozens of different guys, you know, right over a long time, but, but it's, that's a, that's an option. So. Yeah, that's very cool. Now, you, are, you, are you guys uh, originally from Arizona? I know that um, when Melanie and I, we talked uh, earlier when we were scheduling this, and we had a, a similar, kind of similar situations uh, to a certain degree. My, um, she was telling me that she was raised uh, on, a, on a ranch, and when she, uh, you know, got, you know, turned 18 or whatever, she, she wanted to get away from the ranch lifestyle or whatever, and, and my wife, who was raised – uh, on a big uh, alfalfa farm up in Eastern Oregon. Um, she, uh, when she got out of there, she didn't want anything to do with cowboys. And, and then here she, <laughs> she met me. So um, are, you, are you guys both originally from Arizona or? No, I'm from Montana. And I came to Arizona in December of 1999 for what was supposed to be two months. I was going to come down and I had about 40 head of cutting horses to shoe and, and five or six two-year-olds to get started and that's what 18 years ago now so this this place grew on me that first winter and I was pretty pretty bad into the team rope in those days so I came down with a couple heel horses and you know eight days a week and every jackpot you could get to so it was hard to kick me out of Arizona <laughs> yeah. after I got a taste of that exactly and the saddle bronc riding yeah, well, I was doing that. I started that in Montana five, six years before I came to Arizona. So it's 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 a really cool area where we live around the this whole Phoenix area because you're so close to to different climates and you're you're so close to so many different events that that you can get to, you know, in just a a, a two three hundred mile radius you can go somewhere every weekend almost it seems like yeah absolutely and melanie were, were you were you in from montana too or were you from Arizona? um no no sir i grew up in new mexico just north of santa fe um my grandpa had a horse ranch he raised a bunch of quarter horses on the track and then my mom would take a bunch of his horses and turn them into barrel horses so i was either growing up uh on the on the track side with my grandpa or behind the the buck and shoots at rodeos with my mom um when she was barrel racing and then when it came time for college i just needed a change of pace and thought oh i'll go try arizona because my father's side of the family roots are are from uh stafford they have a big cattle ranch down there so i came out here and went to college graduated with um construction management and urban planning and design, a couple different things. Um, and then just kind of stayed here. And it actually, same thing for Brian, it, it just grew on me and I, I really loved it. And I, I still love it out here. Um, and then Brian and I just met through, through mutual, um, rodeo, rodeo friends. So. 
Yeah, that's great. And, and, you know, I forgot to mention at the beginning too, it's, is someone that uh, had uh, told me about, you know, you know, contacting you guys, even though I'd, I'd already seen, you know, your, uh, your guys work and what you guys did, but, um, uh, and I I'm not sure how good a friend you are with them or not, but uh, Tom with uh, Longboard Cowboys, I believe I, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Did, did you guys know them well, or did you just meet them from? Uh... Uh, I met Tom and Allison just this last December at, at this last NFR at, at our booth at South Point. And they, it was like instant connection. They were just both so warm and loving and just downright awesome people. So um, since then, I've, I've stayed in touch with them. We talk maybe once every couple months over the phone and just to check in with each other and see how their business is going and, and booming and they're growing really great and, and vice versa. So they're just, they're just awesome people to, to have friendships with. So really grateful that I, I got to meet them. And Brian, I don't remember if you were, if you got to meet them in person or not. I never got to actually meet them, but yeah, from just from communicating with them back and forth, you know, through social media and, and phone and stuff. They've, they've been really good to us. Yeah. It's been great to work with. And I, I think, aren't you Melanie going to do some collaboration stuff with them coming up soon? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere down the road, I got to get in, in touch with Tom here soon. So. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just wanted to mention that I kind of forgot about that when we were talking about, you know, where you guys were from and everything. So I was just curious as to, you know, where you guys had met them at, but, um, yeah, I told, I talked with Tom uh, a little bit and very nice guy and really cool, cool brand they got going on too with the longboard cowboy stuff. So. Well, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. So then, and you guys have, uh, three girls, like you said, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know if you have any kids or not, but they're, you, you can't really imagine your life without them once you, once you have them, not meaning every day is easy, but, <laughs> um, Absolutely. yeah, they're all close in age. So it's, that's good. They, they play great together and it's just, it's been fun watching them grow up, but it seems like it goes by a little faster than you want. Uh, oh well, uh, that's for sure. I know my we got two boys, and they're two twenty three and twenty eight, and it's went uh, way too fast. So, but you know, that's, oh wow, yeah, that's that's life. It just keeps going on, uh, you know. Uh, so anyway, um, what uh, uh, Brian? Do you have uh, like any uh, favorite? Uh, you know brand of cowboy hat or cowboy boots well I've, I've got these this pair of twister boots i'm not like a one brand guy when it comes to hats or boots gotcha but i, I used to run through boots so fast it really didn't matter what i had but i gotta say my favorite bronc riding boots would be olathe's with the the rawhide heel heel band on it and then um I got a pair of twisters that I wear a lot now that are just super comfortable. But as far as the hats, like, yeah, I've had resist alls. I've had Stetsons. I've had some off-brand, just something that fits good. I've always had to have, you know, I don't know if you ever 
rode any rough stock or, or, or even maybe any saddle horses or team roping horses that buck with you, but you got to have a, a separate hat for a riding hat. Cause it's just something that's comfortable to wear. It won't stay on when you're riding something that's trying to buck you off, but I'll always have some kind of tough, dirty, mashed up old rodeo hat. And then, then have a nice hat. That's maybe a, a eighth of a size bigger that you can wear around without getting a headache. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I've never <laughs> rode any rough stock, at least not intentionally. I've rode a few, uh, <laughs> horses and had, had a few, uh, a few incidents there. Um, yeah, that's, that's a whole nother podcast with those. Uh, you, you may, no have, doubt. you may have listened to that, uh, that the one with uh, the podcast I did with Cody Cowden because, uh, I did. I did. Yeah. yeah so they're, 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 that was a good one. Yeah. We've had some, uh, we've had some wrecks. Uh, or over the years, but uh, every 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 cowboy and cowgirl knows how that goes, you know. Sooner sooner or later, oh yeah. <laughs> they're they're all gentle until your hobble strap breaks, and then you find out the truth. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. And and uh, Melanie, how about you? Do you? Uh, do you, I mean, do you wear cowboy hats yourself, Melanie? Much, or do you team rope or anything? Or I no, I have not honestly competed horseback on anything since right before high school um but i did barrel racing pole bending goat tying a little bit of calf roping um but i've always wanted to learn how to team rope um brian's supposed to teach me hint hint <laughs> yeah <laughs> it only takes all you need is time that's it that's all right <laughs> yeah and we don't have a lot of that right now <laughs> I don't have a clone or a lot of time. So, um, but for hats, um, I, it's mostly like, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Greeley hat works. Oh yeah. In Colorado. They're out of, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. They make awesome custom hats and, um, also wore bonnet hat works out of Weatherford, Texas, Dan and, and Brooks. They, they're, they make amazing hats. So whether you need them for, for competition or not so and then uh what was the other part you asked about boots yeah how about boots uh, uh, uh oh that's that's another podcast too dan <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's the whole i do have my one pair of of stetson boots that i've had for over eight years and i i can't let them go they're busted up they're they're coming apart at the seams but they are honestly more comfortable than slippers and i i will wear them I'll, I'll I'll get them put back together if I have to. <laughs> but if Keep they wear going. out, it's okay because she does have about twenty-seven other pairs of boots. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, how about your guys? Uh, the the girls are they uh, into any um, uh, you know, junior rodeo or anything yet, or are they are they no, interested in that or? They're- our oldest is five. Oh gosh. Okay. And then, yeah. So we're not there yet. Just five, four years old and two, just turned two years old. So right now they are 100% in gymnastics. Awesome. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> yeah. these are the great ages though, right here, you know? Oh man. Just the, yes, sir. the way, the way they say certain words and, and just their little personalities. It's, endless amounts of entertainment yeah that's that's so great I, it seems just like yesterday you know when our boys our, our boys are four five years apart and uh 
you know, they, they just, I could count on one hand how many times they had fights growing up, but uh, it's just all of a sudden, <laughs> both of them, the, my the oldest one, he graduated high school, went right in the Navy. And our youngest one, he graduated high school and went right in the Marines. So it's just all, all of a sudden you're standing there one day and it's like, man, our kids just, just left home. So it, it, it goes by quick, but that's, that's great. I remember those ages and it was uh, a lot of fun times. <laughs> the Navy and the Marines, I'm guessing dad doesn't get to tell them what to do anymore. <laughs> no, no, but, I, I, but I'll tell you what, you did get, I did get the calls from uh, boot camp and said, well, I'm, I'm glad you raised it the way you did because it prepared us for this. <laughs> you know, that was a whole, oh, yeah, awesome. a whole new game plan there. But anyway, well, hey, um, cool. it, how about, uh, how about uh, your favorite, uh, you got any favorite cowboy actors or any Western movies that, uh, are your favorites? Oh, I got a bunch. I mean, obviously John Wayne. That's, that's a, he's a staple. Absolutely. And uh, probably my like yeah, John Wayne the Cowboys. That's got to be up there in the top five. And then Lonesome Dove, of course. Robert Duvall is probably my favorite cowboy actor. Gustus McRae, like it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. But a close second. <laughs> is Woody Harrelson in the cowboy way. That's like, I could watch that movie over and over just for him. And the yeah. fact that they haven't done part two or three or four kills me. Cause that's, that's probably the mo he played the best part of 30 different cowboys. I knew growing up all in one. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's interesting. You mentioned that movie because that was a great, great movie. And, and uh, no one has said that yet, but it was, uh, um, yeah, that was a, a great movie and a great yeah. part. Hilarious. Now, yeah, that's that, that's on my Mount Rushmore for cowboy movies. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> now Melanie, um, and now the uh, with with the with the ladies a lot. Uh, I mean, I know that you know cowgirls love westerns too, but I know that cowgirls love uh, Hallmark as well. So I don't know if there's any uh, uh, favorite western Hallmarks that you that you like. I've I'm, I've I know I've watched some uh, Hallmarks with my wife. <laughs> I don't know about Hallmarks. But my ultimate favorite cowboy actor and part of all time is Val Kilmer as, you know, in, in Tombstone. Oh, yeah. By far. He's my favorite. And, and I got to meet him when I was about seven years old, but I didn't know who he was at that time. So <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. Pro that's probably what I was talking with. I think it was uh, oh, Trent Wellman when we did his episode and, and we were talking about that, about that has to be that one of the hands down best character, uh, you know, act, uh, um, of all time, the, the way that he, I agree. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Good. Yeah. That's right up there at the top for sure. Crazy. Good. Now I, I've got a, a, a confession since we've got you guys on here and talking about that. I, I brought up Hallmark and whatever. Have you, have you ever watched that show Heartland? Have you ever heard I of it? I have not. Okay. I've, I've heard, heard of it, it but, but I haven't, I haven't watched it. it. Yeah, well, you now, so now you'll you'll end up checking it out. It's on on Netflix, but that's kind of like my secret, uh, um, you know, <laughs> show that I watch now. It's, I, I've been binge watching it to try to just catch up, but you'll you'll see it. It's all about uh, it's in Canada, and it's all about uh, it's it's almost like a, a Hallmark uh, series uh, kind of deal. But uh, it's they got saddles and boots and team ropings and all kinds of stuff and. Uh, uh, Anyway, so that that's recorded for 
all time now on this podcast, so people hear that. But anyway, that's one. That's one. Oh, yeah. Dan Hillenbrand came out of the closet. Yeah. on Hallmark favorite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, funny. I'm gonna have to check it out now. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's like watching if you watch anything on TV, you know, there's 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 so much stuff that there's so much stuff that's. I don't want to watch and I don't watch and, and it's hard to find, you know, other good Western things you watch, you know, Lonesome Dove 5,000 times like I have or Tombstone. I know. But this, right. is, this is something new every, every, every week, you know? And so you can see, Hey, they actually have a real saddle on there. They're actually, you know, they have a real rope, you know? So it's, I've just kind of got pulled into it that way, even though I sit there and go, Oh, I can't stand this character in this, <laughs> you know, bring this guy back on. <laughs> anyway, you'll have to check it out. Well, anyway, hey, so um, where can, can everybody go to, to check you guys out um, on, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, your website? Just let everybody know where they can see your stuff at. Uh, yes, sir. They can find us on, <clears throat> excuse me, Facebook, uh, Rast Designs or Martineau Rast Designs. Um, and then on Instagram, at Rast Designs. And then our website is www.rastdesigns.com but we have just so many pictures and photos on instagram and then our facebook i don't even know how many photos and posts i have on there but if they want photos of our work instagram is probably the easiest because they can just scroll through there and see all the photos and then uh our website we just started end of uh last december so i have a lot more updating to do to it but there's a bunch of our stuff on there too so perfect perfect well hey i'm i'm looking forward to uh to um getting my first piece from you guys uh so i'll, I'll be uh we'll be messaging back and forth getting that figured out and getting a design and then for I'll be... sure yeah we're and excited the, to make that for that you, you the fact that you live close, we might have to hand deliver that one so we can so we can meet and say hello. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Well, hey, I want to thank you guys uh, again for coming on, and uh, um, look forward to you know watching your business grow more and and see what you guys do, and look forward to to you know getting the first thing made from me, and then uh, working on getting some other things made too. So, very exciting. Well, thank you so much thank for having us, and and thank you to Longboard Cowboys for for them uh, recommending us, and and we just appreciate it. This is an awesome opportunity, and thank you so much. Yeah, well, you're very welcome. Yeah, that thank was that was cool. That, that was that was our first podcast, so that's pretty that's pretty that's a cool little benchmark for me since I'm such a podcast junkie. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Very cool. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. And then uh, we'll be talking to you real soon. All right. Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much, Dan. Bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. Twenty thousand dollar horses. Then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. Well, I ain't no player.